0: what up what up welcome back to another episode of defense wins championships fantasy football hustler back at you i'm bringing you a different video this week this has to do with the entire season i'm bringing you my idp season-long roundup and you're gonna love this info i'm bringing you overachievers i'm bringing you underachievers and i'm bringing you guys on the rise that you need to know about before your league mates do Before I get into this, make sure you're following on YouTube, even if you're not on YouTube right now, go in the description, click the link, just go follow me on YouTube, get get the subscriptions up, help me out, guys, I'm bringing you the heat every single week, you want to be there, and follow me everywhere on social media at FFHustler420, go look in the link. Go look in the description. I put all the links in there just to make it easy. So whatever your favorite social media platform is, you go follow me there. Follow me on Apple. Follow me on Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, go hit it up. Look in the description. And for those who want a more one-on-one experience, you have a lot of questions and you don't want to just go off the advice I give in my videos, make sure you go to my website, fantasyfootballhustler.com. You want to do this. I'm getting very busy and it's hard to answer questions from those who aren't website subscribers. I answer as much as I can, but I have thousands of people that are trying to get information. It's just one of those things I got to devote my time to the people who are really supporting me and hustler.com is where it starts. There's been a lot of people who've been jumping on recently and and supporting, and you guys are freaking amazing. Wink and Willie 420, you are the man. Thanks for upgrading your package so far. I'm glad you're happy with everything. And Tyreek, what up, Reek? Thanks for joining, bro. We're going to kill it this season. Thanks for joining up. And shout out to everyone else who's a Patreon supporter right now. You guys want to sign up, fantasyfootballhustler.com. It, it's it's great. I'm bringing you all the fantasy-relevant news as well. So it's not just access to ask me questions, but I'm literally bringing you all the fantasy-relevant news that you need, and it's all coming right on the Patreon app. So I'm using the same platform that the fantasy football hustlers use. I, I'm following their, in their footsteps, and I, I'm going to kill it. I've got so many people who are telling me how great I'm doing, and I love it. Uh, this is my career. See, there's a lot of people on YouTube. This is just their little side job. This is something that they do for fun. I'm literally treating this like a career. No one is doing the amount of work that I'm doing, and no one is watching as many games as I'm watching. I did a poll on Twitter to see how many games people watch live, and I'm one of the only ones that literally watches every single game as it's on. Okay, so that's one way that I separate myself from everybody. A lot of people watch Red Zone, you know, like you get to see the touchdowns and stuff. But guy like me who watches every single game, there's a reason why I've been telling you to get Herbert on your team long before he played on Monday Night Football and now everybody in the world knows who he is. It's because the things that I see don't always show up on the highlight reels. Invest in me. It's also investing in yourself because you're going to dominate your fantasy football leagues IDP. Let's get into it, guys. You guys know that I'm the IDP king around here, fantasy football hustler, always deep diving for you guys. So let's jump into it. Don't forget, subscribe on YouTube, whatever platform you're on. Just like, go ahead and do it right now. Hit the like button, smash it. All right, let's get into some linebackers that are overachieving. Eric Kendricks, I told you in the preseason to draft him. I told you he was going so low that he needed to be drafted. He was being drafted as a low-end linebacker, too. And now he's a high-end linebacker, one, and the top-scoring linebacker, depending on what style league you play in. These rankings are kind of based on a league that is a little bit more tackle-friendly than sack-friendly, I guess, if you want to call it. But Eric Kendrick's. I mean, top linebacker in a lot of leagues right now, and you drafted him very low. You're welcome if you drafted him because I told you to. And if you picked him up because I told you to pick him up, you're welcome because I've been talking about Eric Kendritz since the preseason. It's week one, week two, week three, and then he finally went over 25%. Next guy, Blake Martinez. He's been balling. He's been worth the draft pick. There aren't too many guys who were, you know, top 10 linebacker preseason that ended up living up to expectations. Blake Martinez, he is one of those guys. Levante David, someone who ever since Devin White went there, Levante David got a little downgraded in a lot of people's eyes. And he is doing great so far. Zach Cunningham, someone who is also very high on a lot of people's lists, but overlooked by a lot of common IDP players because the Texans defense isn't that good. Zach Cunningham has been balling. Now, this one, Roquan Smith, one of my favorite linebackers in the league, someone I was very high on, but last year really underperformed. Maybe he was hurt for a bunch of the season or something. I'm not sure. But Roquan Smith, he has been balling so far. If you have him, know you're happy about it. How about the top rookie linebacker so far as far as points go? Patrick Queen, balling out. Someone who I talked about that you want to stash late in your draft, and then someone who I've literally been talking about since week one and two about how this kid looks on the field. He is amazing, and I hope you got him. Jalen Smith, someone who was was projected as a top ten linebacker, definitely living up to expectations, and if you got him, You play him, and that's just the way it is. He is uh, the the linebacker to own in Dallas. Fred Warner. So someone who has been very quiet but has snuck his way onto the overachiever list. He's in the top 11 out of linebackers, and it's looking really good for Warner. Just really solid, just really solid. Devin Warner. White, someone who was in my personal top 10, someone who a lot of people were very down on in the beginning of the season for whatever reason, at least not putting him in the top 10. Love him. He's balling out. I hope you guys got him. He is a force in the middle. And take a look at that. Levante David and Devin White, both top 10 linebackers in fantasy. They are great in the NFL hope you got one of them on your team and if you got both of them you're playing both of them every week jordan hicks someone that started off slow but made his way onto the overachiever list he's in top 11 right now and he's doing good he's holding it down in the middle he's not losing any snaps to isaiah simmons like people thought was going to happen so that's why he was a little bit undervalued going into the season he's doing great last guy i'm going to talk about here number 11 on my list jerome baker he's someone else That I said preseason that you needed to draft because he's going very, very late. And boy, he's had a couple off games, but he's had enough big games to where, bam, in the top 11. I had to throw 11 on here and not 10 because Jerome Baker is someone that I wanted to talk about. And if you guys know me, I'm a 420 head, obviously. Go search Jerome Baker on eBay and go find what you see. That's some. That's a reason why Jerome Baker has always been on my radar because his name is the exact same as one of the most famous bong makers of all time. So good stuff for you and my 420 friends. And you guys better get ready. If you are a 420 person, get ready because I got a huge announcement about a giveaway from our boys over at Modern Memorabilia. Let's just say it has something to do with the name Tommy Chong. (laughs) So make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, but you're not going to want to miss this. I just got some insight into the giveaway. It's going to be very cool. Just mark my words. All right, let's jump into some defensive linemen that are overachieving. I just lumped in defensive end and defensive tackle together. I don't have time to break down both of them because there's probably not a lot of defensive tackles worth talking about here. So let's jump into it. Miles, Garrett, a ball in... Going into this season, he may have been like a notch or two lower in my eyes because didn't know if he was going to play or miss any games. And, oh, man, if you picked him, he is delivering. Aaron Donald, no surprise here. I mean, we're literally talking about the best lineman in the NFL, not just best rusher, but literally best lineman in the NFL. I saw some stats on, on the Sunday night game. They were talking about how Aaron Donald has more sacks beating double teams and like literally anybody <laughs> might be might be getting there to where by the end of his career he's gonna have more than anybody in history as far as beating the double teams to get a sack so you literally have to put four men on him to be able to stop him and that ain't happening alden smith someone who was not drafted in a lot of leagues he was literally on my week one or my uh, my week two Ad waiver wire ad of the week for defensive lineman. I hope you picked him up because every lineman's going to have an off week or two. But Alden Smith has put together enough, enough nice games to where bam, he's top three right now. It is looking really nice. Calais Campbell, someone who's a baller, someone who didn't really expect to be here. He wasn't drafted like a DL1, and phew, boy, he is putting up the numbers. I mean, that, that three sack game that he had last week obviously that really helps him out and help give him a push to here to Buckner someone who was in my top 10 this year someone who I said you need to get on your team even though he we went to the Colts I mean people were just expecting a, a fall off in work I guess but he's been very very solid Akeem Hicks some I mean all the linemen are hit or miss but he's someone who has definitely been putting up the numbers had a couple off games for sure but very very solid all around Next guy here, Emmanuel Ogba, someone who kind of came out of nowhere, not drafted in too many redraft leagues, and, boy, if you picked him up on the free agent list you know, in the last couple weeks, he has been putting in work. J.J. Watts, someone who we haven't really seen as an overachiever in the last couple years because he's always getting hurt, but this year he's healthy, made it onto the top ten, and, man, he is looking good right now. And Houston, they really need him. Houston defense is bad. They've only got a couple playmakers there, and J.J. Watt is one of them. Brandon Graham, he made the list, so it has to do with a couple good weeks that he's put together recently. It's not hard to crack the top 10 defensive line list. I mean, all you need is a couple blow-up plays, but these are all guys that I really think are worth – They're worth grabbing if you don't have them already. And if you have one of these guys, you're not dropping them. This is mainly just to show who's at the top and who's been doing good and who needs to be shouted out. Last guy, Yannick Ngakwe. So, very slow start to the season. And, man, has just came on now that he's getting his groove in Minnesota. We don't know what's up with Daniil Hunter or when he's coming back. Ngakwe, I hope you got him. If he's out there, you better go grab him. All right, one of my favorite positions to talk about is defensive backs. So check out this list because it's going to be very surprising. Obviously, I lumped safeties and corners just because I like showing everything off because there's some people who play strictly in leagues that are defensive back, not safety, not cornerback. So I like to lump them all together just to show what's out there and what's been going on. So Marlon Humphrey, whoo, number one on the list, even over Buddha Baker, obviously. Buda Baker would be number 1 had he not missed those two games. And who's the one who said Buda Baker is the number 1 safety for fantasy football? That was me. He missed two games and he's still coming up number 2 on the list. I didn't talk about Buda during my Monday night recap and I should have because he is a fucking baller, hands down. Plus, you got to love his name, Buda Baker. Like <laughs> his parents had to be fucking stoners. That's fucking amazing. Name to go along with his amazing talent did you see the way that he was rushing the quarterback and the sack that he got he's going to be doing that all season long he is the playmaker to own really in the entire league in the entire nfl out of any linebacker out of any safety i mean buddha baker just seems like the biggest playmaker in the league right now amongst being a tackle monster so buddha baker shout out to you bro you got a cool ass name And you're a fucking baller. And I said he was going to be the number one safety this year and should be drafted as so. So I hope you listened. Jordan Poyer, So someone who is low end, you know, um, safety just to begin the low end safety one to begin the season. That was, and was drafted as such. They've had some injuries on there. They've had some injuries to their linebackers, uh, Edmonds, Milano. They were out for a little bit. Milano is still hurt. Jordan Poyer has been stepping up the Buffalo bills. They've been in a lot of high scoring games and high scoring games equal good things for IDP players. It's the games that are boring as hell three and outs, a lot of punts. Like those are the games that are horrible for IDP players. Jordan Poyer, he's always going to be in high scoring games. That's why he's up here. Jesse Bates, someone who I was higher on than most people in the industry. I had him as a top 10 safety going into this year. And for great reason, he's, he's a tackle machine. He's not, he's not getting a lot of interceptions, but I I believe he's gotten three interceptions in each of his first two years. I mean, that's solid for a safety and, but his tackles are always up there. He is always over a hundred combined tackles and he's going to break that this year too. He has been great. So Jesse Bates, the third, and now Carlton Davis, the third Carlton Davis is someone I've been talking about. Not necessarily as like a cornerback that you need to own, even though he has made a handful of my waiver wire videos. But he he's actually seeing him on this list being this high was almost shocking to me because he's not a shutdown corner, but he's almost being perceived that way. I mean, he's someone who really gives the number one wide receiver on teams a fit every single week. He's getting a lot of tackles because he is always shadowing the number one wide receiver, and he doesn't have the respect yet because he's not, you know, getting an interception every single game. But he's getting a lot of pass deflections, and he's getting a crazy amount of tackles. So it's nuts here because I got four corners in a row. We got Brian Poole also, someone who's not projected high on a week-to-week basis, but everyone's throwing on the jets like crazy. So he, he's always getting a lot of tackles every game. Next guy, Malcolm Butler, obviously that last game where he got two interceptions like, really helped give him the push to get here, but he's been solid. He's been getting a lot of tackles, and he's been great to own. Pierre Desir, another Jets player, and because everybody is throwing on the Jets, he has a lot of shots for tackles every single game and he will have a lot of shots for tackles every single game. Jeremy Chin, someone who I keep talking about. I keep talking about him. I keep talking about him because he is a baller. And look, top 10 in defensive backs that are overachieving so far on the season. If you picked him up because of any time that I mentioned him in the waiver wire videos, you're welcome. I think I mentioned him. I, I've, I've done six waiver wire videos so far because I didn't do one in week one, obviously. He's been on the list at least three times, if not four. I feel bad because I keep talking about the same guys, but you got to pick him up. you got to get him. John Johnson III, someone who started slow and picked up Rams have been getting into higher scoring games. There's asking him to do a little bit more than he has in the past, and he is coming through. All right, let's get into some linebackers that are underachieving. So I got to put Darius Leonard on here. I mean, it's been to injury, so I mean, not necessarily his fault, but... It is what it is. And you're near the number one IDP player drafted. If you get injured, you get talked about as an underachiever. It just is what it is. Corey Littleton, someone who I had as a low-end top 10 linebacker this year, he is underachieving to the max. They have a pretty decent schedule coming up. He's been dropped because of their bye week, plus just not really doing that good. He's someone that he could come on. You know, he, he could come on. He should be on your radar. But as of right now, it's just uh, – he was on my waiver wire video this week because if you got a bunch of injuries and stuff, you know, maybe he's worth a shot with who they're playing this week. But he's been an underachiever. Christian Kirksey for the Packers, someone who I wasn't super high on this year, but I was when he was, you know, with the Browns the last couple of years. And you just thought that he was going to have a similar production to Blake Martinez, at least be in the same position to have the production. That has not been the case. Pretty much, I mean, he's worth close to dropping the just the way that the Packers have been in games. I mean, teams are having to catch up and you know throw against them, and this is what it is. Like Christian Kirksey is not what we thought he was going to be preseason. Matt Milano, someone who's injured and someone who has been uh, torn down a little bit due to injury. That's the main reason he's on this underachieving list. Because for the most part, I mean, he's a low end. You know, linebacker one, high end linebacker two, like for the most part, but injuries have slowed him down. Rashawn Evans, he's the next guy I got to talk about here. Someone who I was pretty high on. I thought he was going to be a linebacker two this year. And the way that Tennessee was kind of hyping him up, you know, saying that he was going to be doing more edge rushing and he was going to be going after the quarterback a lot. I've not seen that. At all, so that was all smoke and mirrors coming from their coaching staff and Rashawn Evans. He is underachieving. He he is underachieving to the max right now. And I mean, you know, they had their buy, and then he got thrown out of week one. But these little things, I mean, they, they get you on the underachieving list. Quan Alexander someone who is underachieving by a lot right now I mean if you looked at his projections on any kind of uh, on any kind of app he was projected to be like one of the top linebackers you know on a week to week basis and just not the case he's someone who I was lower on because of Fred Warner being so high in my eyes on the linebacker list Quan Alexander like automatically took a step down in my eyes to a low end linebacker too Someone who I avoided everywhere and I'm glad I did. I know he's had a good game or two, but he's definitely on the underachiever list. Danny Trevathan, someone who I wasn't super high on, but you know, you think he's gonna be a solid like linebacker two, you know, maybe like high-end linebacker three with some upside. He's not getting the snap percentage that we want him to have, and he's just he's not putting up the stats that you need him to have. If you have him on your team and you're not in a super, super deep league, just get rid of him, just cut bait. Khalil Mack, he's on the linebacker list here because in certain platforms, he's only uh, available as a linebacker, like Yahoo. So if you have him on your team, he is definitely underachieving. And I would never pick Khalil Mack as a linebacker. I mean, linemen for sure, you know. So like on sleeper, he's okay. He's very easy to scheme against. And every quarterback knows that if Khalil Mack is coming off the edge, you better get rid of that ball really quick. So. Not really surprising anybody too much. All right, let's talk about a couple linemen who are underachieving. So I had to put the top guys on here, even if it is because of injury, because these are the guys who you drafted very high. Daniil Hunter's one of them. Hopefully he comes back soon. I mean, still not, we don't know anything about him. Like big like F you to the Vikings for giving no kind of update or anything because everyone who's drafted Hunter, I know is sad about it, including myself in redraft leagues. I wish we had the insight to know how bad his injury was, but they kept it under wraps due to COVID. So big middle finger to you guys, Joey Bosa, someone who's definitely underperforming. I mean, he was going second or third, second or third lineman. I think I even saw him go ahead of Daniel Hunter in a couple drafts. So someone who has been underperforming to the max and got to throw Nick Bosa up there also, Bosa brothers. Bash brothers. You are not the Bash brothers this year. Nick Bosa. I feel for him. Got injured. Out for the year. He's on IR. That one's tough. It's tough because he is a baller. Someone I was very, very high on last year. And to begin the season, he looked great. Chase Young. Someone else who got injured. He's had flashes of greatness. He's got to still be a little bit hurt right now because he doesn't look the same. I feel like He's going to have a really big second half of the year. It's all about going to be can he get healthy and can he get right because he looks amazing out there um, before he got hurt. Everson Griffin, someone who has been really good on Minnesota the last couple years, someone who I thought was going to be pretty decent going over to Dallas. You know now he's getting up lined on the other side of Demarcus Lawrence. Maybe the defenses aren't really going to scheme at him too much, but this is why Minnesota got rid of Griffin without a replacement (laughs) he's old he's not getting to the quarterback and he's not beating double teams I mean when he is getting double teamed he's really not even getting double teamed that often Ed Oliver someone who maybe this is more for dynasty than redraft but he is someone who is just not living up to his potential at all just week after week he is throwing up duds he's just not looking good Ryan Kerrigan someone who I know he was drafted in a lot of leagues. He was picked up as a waiver wire in a lot of leagues, and he is underperforming to the max. Washington, I, I got two linemen on there because Washington has a really, really good front seven, and these two have just been under underachieving for the year. Last guy, Jadavion Clowney, someone who, I mean, I don't know how you were super high on him, but I know in dynasties, owned everywhere, and I know he's drafted in a lot of redraft leagues, I'm playing a lot of redraft leagues. He has just been underperforming. to his full potential he's just not getting to the quarterback like he looks fast he looks good but he's too predictable I guess because and the way that they're just lining him up is not getting to the quarterback at all and that's like this bread and butter let's talk about some defensive backs who are underachieving it's crazy because three out of the top four safeties are here Everybody who said that I was crazy for having Buda Baker as my number one safety as on the year, where are you at now? Because there's so many people who said Jamal Adams is the number one safety. I know he's been hurt. It is what it is. Like he's a hard, he's a he's a tackler that goes balls to the wall and who throws his whole body into every single hit. And what does that do? It hurts himself as much as it hurts the other guy. Landon Collins. Oh man. So he is someone who is underachieving. He was on the top four for sure on everybody's list for safeties. And he's been playing. I don't know what it is. They're just not scheming him right. Who knows? May I I don't know. Can't even put my finger on it. He's not even a safety two, right? Or he's not even a DB2 right now. Derwin James, gotta hate that. Going out really early. I mean, um uh, pre- Did he even play a game in the season it has been so long? I can't even remember if he went out preseason, but I think he did. So, I mean, just someone who really underperformed so far has to do with him getting hurt out for the season. It's tough to see it. I had to talk about the top four safeties because everybody was super high on Landon Collins, Jamal Adams, Derwin James, and there's so many people who took those three over Buda Baker. Buda Baker's missed two games and he's still overachieving. Keanu Neal, someone who plays hurt, usually stays hurt, He has little spurts of greatness, but he's on the underachieving list because I know he was drafted as a DB1 or as a DB2, more than likely. Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, definitely underachieving, someone who I had on my top 12 list and someone who has not been living up to expectations for the most part. Micah Hyde, not too great. You know, I mean, he was drafted probably as a DB2, maybe a high-end DB3 flex, you know, status. But someone who has been doing pretty well in years past and someone who I expected not to be on the underachievers list, not to be so low on the list. Taylor Rapp, he's another one of those guys, someone who kind of came on last year. Everybody, not super high on him, but, you know, DB2, DB3, but he's definitely not performing like that right now, very low. Kevin Bayard, someone who was a DB2 for me, I mean safety 2, like someone who's, you know, very top of my DB2 list just because of the interceptions that he gets. But he's proven this year that if he's not getting, you know, a few interceptions, he's really not worth owning. He doesn't get that many tackles. He is very, very low on the season totals right now. And he's not looking like himself and he's not getting the interceptions like he's gotten in years past. Harrison Smith, I am really surprised that I had to put him on this list because of all the injuries. To the Minnesota defense, you would just assume that someone like Harrison Smith would be stepping up, almost like Jordan Poyer, you know, for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they had a lot of injuries and he had to step up. They're just not scheming him the best way, I guess. But Harrison Smith, I'm very surprised I had to put him on this list with all the injuries that have been happening in Minnesota. All right. Here's my favorite part. Talking about players who are on the rise, players owned in 25% or less of leagues that I think you can go pick up right now and that you should, especially if you have some of these underachievers on your team. This is where you start building up your depth. People are going to be dropped as well. So you got to be looking out for that, especially in IDP leagues with shallow benches by weeks. You're going to have a lot of people drop. So it's a good time to be looking for players and hitting the waiver wire. Avery Williamson, first guy I got to talk about. Someone who has been doing very, very good over the last few weeks. Everybody puts up massive numbers against the Jets. They're running on the Jets. They're throwing on the Jets. Avery Williamson has just been all over the field and racking up the tackles. Next guy to talk about, one of my favorite guys to talk about this year so far is Kaiser White. I was very high on him ever since Derwin James went out and they started putting him. Giving him 100% of the snaps. He is averaging like 99% of the snaps for the season. So he does not leave. One thing that is super cool, he is DB eligible on Sleeper, literal cheat code on Sleeper. So get Kaiser White. There's a couple people like Carolyn, thanks for giving me that review on Apple, who said that Kaiser White is saving her in her Dynasty League. That she wouldn't be doing as good if she didn't pick up Kaiser White. He's someone that I've literally been talking about since my week three waiver wire ads, and someone who I will continue to talk about until he's over 25% owned because this kid is a baller. He had 10 solo tackles the last time we saw him on the field. Go get him. KJ Wright from Seattle. They've had a bunch of injuries to their linebacker core. And it's really KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner all day every day for Seattle. Those guys are ballers. There's a reason why Seattle has one of the tough, one of the toughest run defenses in the league. KJ Wright is one of those reasons and he is racking up the tackles. BJ Goodson. So I love linebackers from the Browns. I always have and I always will and it's because the Browns are just by nature very shitty. <laughs> and if you have their middle linebacker, they always end up doing good. You remember Joe Schobert? We remember Christian Kirksey, how good they did. Why don't we deep dive to when I really first started getting heavy into IDP back in the early and mid-2000s. Who remembers Dequell Jackson? You remember him, Dequell Jackson? If you don't know who he is, he was a linebacker on the Browns, and I remember seeing him on a Monday night football game rack up 20 tackles. 20 tackles. This was back in, like, 2007 2008 like something like that but ever since then i've always noticed that browns middle linebackers tend to do good so that's just a little tidbit for you guys browns middle linebackers are always worth owning they always have been and they always will be and it's because the browns by nature they usually don't have super potent offenses they usually don't have super potent defenses and they're usually giving up a lot of points so that's why middle linebackers who can actually run and can actually tackle guy like BJ Goodson, who's been doing very good over the last four weeks are guys that you want to own. Eric Wilson, Minnesota. So because of guys like Harrison Smith, not stepping up guy like Eric Wilson has been stepping up with all the injuries. He didn't do too good in the last week that he played in, um, last week, week six, and he's on a buy in week uh, seven, obviously. So someone who, if you need a linebacker, pick him up before Sunday so he doesn't hit waivers. Or, I mean, I guess I'm not really sure how it works in every single league if he's if people that are on a bye even go on waivers or not. But Eric Wilson is someone who I would snatch up and grab to add to your linebacker core. Okay, Nathan Jerry. Jerry, Gary, not sure how you pronounce his last name, but someone who has been doing very – very decent over the last couple weeks for the Eagles. I don't know if this is the week necessarily to play him going up against a shitty giants team. Maybe he's got a sack in him this week. I mean, I know that the giants aren't going to put too much offense together, so it shouldn't be like, you know, it's probably not going to be a 10 tackle game or anything like that, but Nathan Gary or Jerry, However you say it. Sorry, someone let me know how you say it if I'm wrong. All right, here's one of my favorite players to talk about right now, Foy Olakun. Man, he is one of the bright spots on that Atlanta defense. Him and Deion Jones, they are the players to own, and he's even looking like he's more of an own than Deion Jones. I love Deion Jones. He's always getting hurt. Not, let's let's knock on wood that that doesn't happen this year, but Foy Olakun has been balling got to pick him up you got to get him on your team all right next guy here kyler fackrell someone who has been doing decent in the last couple weeks and if you got a deep dive a little bit you could do a lot worse than him so if you got a deep dive go check out his stats a little bit but he has been doing pretty decent over the last four weeks and the thing about the giants is when you have a shitty defense there's a couple players that are going to be standing out on that shitty defense and obviously if blake martinez Everybody knows about Blake Martinez on the offense. They scheme their plays away from him. So Facro ends up being in position to make a lot of plays just because he's the other guy, you know, besides Martinez. He's pretty much always on the field and the Giants, they're always giving up a lot of points. And when your defense is on the field a lot, you have a lot of shots at tackles. Last guy here. Neville Hewitt, someone who's been doing very, very decent over the last few weeks. And if you're deep diving for players, you could do a lot worse than Neville Hewitt. Their defense is on the field a lot because their defense sucks. And Jets are one of the worst teams in the league, and people are throwing on them. They're they're running on them. I mean, literally everything under the sun. And Hewitt is someone who doesn't come off the field that often. So you could do a lot worse than Neville Hewitt. Trust all right, about some defensive linemen that are on the rise over the last couple of weeks. So, the top four guys Emmanuel Ogbob, Brandon Graham, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, they were all on the overachiever list for the season. And a lot of it is because their last couple of weeks that they've been putting in work. Guys that, if they're not owned right now in your league, that you should be looking to grab right now. They've been doing great on the season, they've been doing great over the last few weeks. And defensive linemen's kind of suck because they go in spurts. You would rather have the guys who have the highest, highest upside. So you get the best side of those spurts. Okay. So how about a couple guys that didn't talk about Stefan to it. Someone who I've been mentioning for the last two weeks in my waiver wire ads, go get him, go get him, go get him. He is averaging a sack a game over the last three games. He's getting a couple tackles to add to that too. Devin Bush is out. They're going to need some people to step up, step up and to it, he is someone who is getting to the quarterback often enough playing opposite of TJ Watt. Jonathan Allen, someone who has been doing decent uh, over the last couple weeks. Um, <laughs> he's on, he's on the rise. Ryan Kerrigan is on the decline. So you want someone like Jonathan Allen on your team who he can flash, Obviously, he, he can flash. He's not going to do good every single game, but no lineman does good every single game. So I think Jonathan Allen has a really good ceiling compared to a lot of the linemen out there, especially the ones that are owned in higher percentage of leagues than him. Another defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson. So someone who is getting a lot of tackles because people are because um, teams are just literally running it up the gut, and he's the force in the middle. This past week he had eight combined tackles. Seven of them were assisted tackles, but that doesn't matter. Like he's in on the plays, and teams are just trying to run it up the gut, and he's one of the forces that's stopping them. All right, Shelby Harris. So when Jarrell Casey went out. Shelby Harris stepped in. He was obviously playing before that, but now he's the man to own on their defensive line in Yahoo. He's got defensive tackle and defensive and eligibility. I believe it's the same on sleeper as well. Someone who he's on the rise. If you got a lineman who you've just been holding on to, who is not flashing at all, go get Shelby Harris because he has been doing decent the way that they use him. You just want him on your team. He is, he's in, a, he's in on a lot of plays, especially the tackles. You you just want him. He's a solid force on probably one of the best run defenses in the league, and he's getting a lot of tackles. P.J. Hall, someone who's not made any of my lists before, but he has been doing pretty decent over the last few weeks. And Houston, people are trying to run the ball up the gut. P.J. Hall has been one of those guys who's been in the middle of the field, kind of shutting that down, getting a lot of tackles for a defensive lineman. Someone who, if you're deep diving, go snatch him up. All right, let's get into those DBs that are on the rise. Jeremy Chin, this might be one of the last times that I'm ever able to talk about him on a waiver wire video or you know, any kind of like on the rise or owned in less than 25% or less of leagues. So I'm going to talk about him now. Go pick him up right now and leave it in the comment when you pick him up. Go do it. Carlton Davis, someone who was on the overachievers for the year, someone who's been doing great in his last few weeks, make sure you go get him. Pierre Desir, someone who was on the overachievers as well. I mean, it was one really, really huge blow up game that got him to that overachievers list, but he's been doing decent over the last few weeks. Even if you take that game out of it or, you know, take the crazy interceptions out of it, but go pick him up. He's a, he's a cornerback, but he's worth it. If you play in leagues with DBs instead of just safeties or corners, Shaq, griffin someone who has been balling you have to throw on the seahawks you just have to like you cannot compete with them if you are not throwing often and shaq griffin is racking up the tackles logan ryan nobody respects anybody on the giants everyone is throwing on the giants as much as possible logan ryan is holding it down opposite james bradbury is getting a lot of tackles malcolm butler someone who has dropped a lot in leagues because of that unexpected bye week like me i fucking dropped him and did, didn't pick him back up for the next week after that and boy did i make a mistake because he has been balling even if you take away those two interceptions from that one game that doesn't matter he's been very very solid so go snatch him up Alrighty, guys that's my video thanks for joining in I love all my IDP people, people who are scared to play in IDP leagues. I don't fuck with you, okay? Because in my mind, IDP is the only way to play. So I think out of the 19 leagues or whatever that I'm playing in, I think only one of them has team defense. I had just one. That's it. I don't fuck with team defense. It's too fluky. I do bring you my streamers of the week. So for my IDP people who hate that I bring streamers of the week, it's just content. I got to do it. So don't think any less of me. Cause I'm all about that. Fuck team defense life. <laughs> and if you haven't bought your fuck team defense shirt, throw it in the comments. I'll hit you up. I got a handful left. I still got them an extra large double X and three X, but you want to get it. Hashtag fuck team defense. Check that out, baby. Is that not a thing of beauty? <laughs> fuck team defense. So, Peace out guys. I'm bringing you some IDP starts of the week tomorrow. Make sure you're not getting fooled by the names. Got to play the numbers. You got to play the matchups and you got to be making moves. So stick with the hustler. So stick with the hustler. Cause I got you. I'm going to deep dive and do the research that you wish that you could do. I know what to work, look for. I've been playing in IDP leagues for 20 years now, so I'm not new to this at all. I do this for reals, not for thrills, okay? IDP life, baby. I'll see you next video. Peace out. Defense on me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever and might need to tighten here comes the oh 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 here comes the y'all don't really want it that